You're listening to The Revenue Playbook. Join top sales reps and leaders as they share exactly what it takes to go from cold to close. Mr. Ryan, thank you very much for joining me today. What is up, D? It's, it's good. I'm, I'm super glad and pumped I'm here. I think I need to get D squared on a t-shirt now and we need to like be a, a duet. Yes. Every, every three months we'll do another one of these with <laughs> matching tattoos. That's... <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm not getting a tattoo that says D squared. <laughs> I think Dooley would probably have to pay you uh, a bit for that to, to yeah. happen. Yeah. Probably me too, to be fair. I have no tattoos. So that would be a weird <laughs> first one. I don't know what my partner would say if I came back with uh, your name tattooed on me. But anyway, we we digress. Right. We got lots of people saying hello. Great to see everyone here. Keep those hellos coming. We are hopefully going to give you a really value-packed sort of LinkedIn Live interview today. Um, Daniel, let's let's dive straight into it. Let's not waffle around too much. Let's try and get as tactical, bring as much value to the table as we can. LinkedIn is an amazing platform for salespeople, but where should salespeople start? For a lot of salespeople, this is a strange land. It's a new territory. Where do you think salespeople should start in the world of LinkedIn and personal branding? Yeah, that's a good question. I think starting on your own profile is probably the easiest way to, like the only place to start. Um, You know, if you have a photo that is of a cat or 10 years old, um, you know, it's not starting off on, on, on a great, on a great trajectory. So, you know, get a, get a photo of yourself, looking at the camera, smiling, um, and sort of dive in and show off your stuff. I mean, I feel like when I read some people's profiles on LinkedIn, there's like, you know, it'll say I worked here for 12 months, but they don't say what they did, how they did it, anything like that. Like LinkedIn is kind of like a new or, you know, it's, it's your like forever living resume from like, is sort of how, how I look at it. Um, as well as, you know, a great business platform to network and all that fun stuff. So I guess as far as like, where should you start before you start posting? Cause once you start trying to social sell, I mean, what people do is like, who is this person? They'll click on your name and they'll go to your profile. And so if, if your profile looks like a robot or looks like someone, you know, it's, it, it is going to hurt you. It's going to hinder you. So that's where I'd start um, about section tagline, fresh new photo, and, you know, really sort of beefing out your skills, your you know recommendations, all that fun stuff. Really good starting point. And I think the profile is absolutely the place to go. I think if you, there's, there's two options with your profile photo. You can have a professional photographer take it. Most of them will offer headshot services, or most of us have a really good camera on our mobile phone. Get someone to take a picture of you um, in the office, at home, shoulders and above. You know, you're going to get a much decent, but what we tend to do is go onto Facebook, find the nicest looking photo of us, which sometimes is a long time ago, and we use that. And actually, I don't think there's any excuse for not having a, a, a good profile photo in, in 2022 at all. Um, right. Hopefully we've got some good profiles being built then. We're putting in more information, good photo, good background, headline, all that wonderful stuff. Our profiles are coming to life. What's what's stage two? What do we do next? Stage two is, I would say, connect with others. Um, which makes, when I say that, I don't mean just connect as in like send connection requests. That's pretty standard. I mean, like engage with others. So lots of people, um, 
like a mistake I see is like they literally just use LinkedIn as a way to like pitch slap people <laughs> basically. Um, so essentially let me just mute Slack real quick. I thought I did that already. <laughs> um, essentially um, yeah, like engage in, engage in the comments of people in your industry, of people who you're trying to sell to um, of, you know, other people who you work with engage in the comments, you know, like, don't just be a lurker. Um, one of the big sort of the big things that I learned and which kind of was like a light bulb moment for me was um, all social media platforms are split into three and it's a 99 and one rule. So it's 90%, well, 1% of users of a social media platform post and are creators, 9% engage um, and then 90% are lurkers. And so um, as far as like what's next is if you can get out of the lurking and into the engage, that will then make the final step into the posting will be much, much easier. So, you know, in, like, yeah, engage in posts. If someone asks a question, give your answer. You don't have to be right. It's more about having conversations. Um, and the more conversations you have, the more you get plastered around LinkedIn, which just helps you in the long run. So that would, that would be what I would say would be next is fix your profile and then go start engaging with others you can take it to the dms i'm also a huge fan of taking it off of linkedin you know i like sending links and be like hey we'd love to have a coffee chat no agenda just like learn about you what are you up to and then you know asking how you can help um you know that that is a that's huge for for, for linkedin growth and for social selling for sure. Right. Let's take a step back, though, because your point about engaging is uh, is on point. And I think we've got a perfect opportunity. So to everyone who is watching this now, write a comment, get seen, become visible. So in the comments, I'll, I'll help you out here. Just let us know what it is you do and how you help people. So, you know, what company do you work for? What is your role there? And how do you help people? What does your product or service or your company do? And more importantly, what problems does it solve? How does it help people? Pop it in the comments. Now let's network, talk to each other. You might see someone post something and think, do you know what? We need that. Or actually, I know someone who could benefit. Let's start to work together. We're in this sales community. We're on LinkedIn. Not only is it going to help you get your voice out there, but you may be able to help each other and, and connect with each other. So use this as your starting point to start getting your voice out there. That comment, that engagement is step one I guess step two really in our personal branding journey to uh, becoming more visible, which is important. So and I'd, please- love to, I'd love to dive in there too, just to, so everyone understands like Daniel, how many followers do you have on LinkedIn? 95,000. So he has 95,000 people that sees what he does. I have <laughs> 5,000. So together that's a hundred K. So by you commenting on this, we're both tagged on it. Your comment is going to, is, has the potential to be seen by 100,000 people. So you might be like, oh, I only have 500 connections on LinkedIn. But the more you comment and the more people you get in contact with, the larger you get seen. And so, I mean, <laughs> the more the merrier. And then if we have people on here that has five or 10 or 20 or whoever knows how many thousand you know, we have as a collective following, everyone commenting means everyone's adding theirs to the bunch. So yes, you might only have 500 connections now, but by doing this consistently, you'll very quickly grow. Um, I had literally a thousand connections, I want to say last year at this time, and it's grown by 400% in the last, in the last 12 months. 
And that's so, because you're visible, you're giving value, and it's little things done consistently that build that up. And I think this is a good uh, a good platform to kick this off. And I'm loving seeing all these comments. Keep them coming. Let us know who you are, what you do, and connect with each other. Network, talk to each other. Imagine this is a virtual networking event. We're going to give some advice and some value uh, in the background, but use this as a, as a platform. Now, let's let's progress. So we've got a good profile. We are engaging, as lots of people are now doing live during the session. We're engaging. Uh, you mentioned messaging. What do you think would be the, the the next step? We've started communicating. I mean, ultimately, our brand is starting to, to build. What is what is the next step? The next step is to take the leap and start posting yourself. Um, I... It took me a long time before I started doing this. Wish I started sooner. Um, I, I have friends that started six months before me and they just broke 20,000 followers. Okay. So it definitely compounds. Um, well, when did you start your journey on LinkedIn? Like four years ago? Uh, no, about seven now. So, seven. so there you go. He's, I'm I'm a year in your seven years in, but look at the difference. It's hardly, it's not 5,000 times six. It's also times seven. It's, <laughs> Like it, it compounds and drastically goes. So I would say like the sooner you take, take the leap and start posting, the better. Um, and I think one of the things that lots of people, I know this was sort of like a fear of mine. I mean, like that's essentially why people don't post is because they're scared to, you know, be ridiculed. You know, I have nothing to contribute, those sorts of things. Um, but like the one thing that everyone has is their like their point of view. I had this conversation with a BDR on Dooley um, just last week where, you know, he, he, he had, he had actually, he was in tech sales a couple of years ago, had left for two years and went and did like nonprofit work up in like the Arctic and then was coming back two years later. And I was like, dude, that is such a cool point of view. You can like, you can literally be like, Hey, three years ago I had to, crank out $400 a day and now it's moved to LinkedIn and hyper-personalized emails and gifting. And you can like talk about that stuff and talk about what you learned by literally having to eat seal blubber as like a main source of protein. <laughs> like there's so many, like everyone has some sort of point of view or some sort of thing that they're good at. Um, and everyone, I mean, I'm a huge believer that everyone can learn something from everyone. So sure you might be, you know, an SDR or like just starting your sales journey. And so you're like, well, like, what am I going to, what am I going to teach people? about? So you don't have to teach, just say, Hey, today I did this. I learned this tomorrow. I'm going to try to do better or whatever. And it'll a other people that will, you know, other people who don't want to post will be drawn to that. Like I'm experiencing this too. And then boom, you've got dialogue, you've got, you know, comments, you can grow your network and leadership will often chime in and be like, Hey, like great job. Try this next time. It, it helps you get better too. Like it, it's actually surprising. I found um, on one of my early posts, I did like, I did a video. This was back when LinkedIn did not favor video either. And um, I, I did a video of like how I, Go, and it was long too, man. It was like a 15 minute video. <laughs> it was like a 15 minute video I posted on LinkedIn of how I go about um, personalizing an email or something. And it was going after um, Samantha McKenna, who's like a, she's Sam Sales, kind of another influencer on LinkedIn. And 
it got her attention. She then tagged a bunch of other people with big followings. And it was kind of my first semi-viral post. And everyone who knew so much more about it than I did was getting tagged in it. And all they did was encourage. Like a few of them messaged me. was like, hey, man, like are you up for some tips on how, you know, you could do this even better? Great job so far. I'm like, absolutely. Like there's this sort of, I think there's this un- there's this unfounded fear that people on LinkedIn are kind of like people on Facebook where everyone just rips you to shreds. But like, that's really not the case, uh, at least, at least from what I've experienced. I mean, sure. Every now and then you might get a nasty person, but thankfully it's a generally positive space on LinkedIn. Um, It really is. It's kind of like your extended colleague work, you know, office base. It's people around you where you can learn from that will support you. And definitely, you know, Fear holds us back from doing a lot of things, but if we can shake that off and just start utilizing it, you end up building this community and it will grow. Your audience grows. You'll have a community with a hundred connections. You'll have it with a thousand, 10,000, you know, all you're doing is bringing more people into your circle, which yields lots of benefits, whether it's customers, prospects, or peers or colleagues that you can learn from. Um, We've had a really good question come in from Garrett. I'm going to bring it up. Uh, Since LinkedIn is a professional networking site, how do you balance self slash personal brand, uh, but also promote your company? I think it's a a great question. What are some of your thoughts? That's a really good question. Um, I think LinkedIn is like, yes, it's a professional networking site, but at the end of the day, it is social media um, with like more of a business twist. And like, I think people care less and less. I mean, ever since sort of, you know, in the last two years, the world is really, everything's melded together. It's not like you're you at home and then you put on a three-piece suit and go to the office for eight hours and then come home and you get back into sweats. Like now you, I've, I've had conversations with CEOs of like huge companies while wearing pajama pants and a t-shirt. <laughs> Like, so I think it's sort of changed a little bit. You can be, you know, like I've posted photos of my kids on LinkedIn. I try to tie it back in like, Hey, you know, I'm really appreciative of my company because they let me work from home and I can have lunch breaks and take my kids out for ice cream, whatever. Um, but generally speaking, like, I don't think it's that big of a, of, of an issue and you don't really have to separate your sort of you from, from the work part. Cause at the end of the day, we're getting more to the place in 2022 where like it's encouraged to like bring your whole self to work, if that yeah, makes yeah. sense. And so, yeah, as far as, I mean, I, I actually, I would say, I, I wouldn't say it's a balance at all for me. It, it's like predominantly personal brand and like once or twice a month, like for instance, we're doing this webinar that my company's sponsoring. So I did a couple of posts promoting this webinar, but for the most part, that's not what I'm posting about. I'm, I'm posting content that will either make my target market chuckle <laughs> or, or help them in some way um, or just get to know me better. That's sort of my goal with, with, with LinkedIn. Yeah, you're giving value. And that's the the core point. You're letting people get to know you as a person and trying to give as much value through it uh, as well. So you're right. It's just bring it all together. Let people get to know you. And by doing that, they're going to be interested in your company. They're going to learn about your company because it's going to be on your profile and you're going to have this wonderful looking profile that they're going to be directed to. And it's going to answer all those questions. Okay. Let's look at some of the do's and don'ts because I'm sure, uh, Daniel, you like me see plenty of don'ts. And actually I want to kick this off because I had a message come through an in mail come through to me from a salesperson. I love it. Which 
genuinely shocked me. I mean, I, I'm in shock just remembering about it. It came in a few days ago. Now, not only was the in-mail a non-personalized, copy-and-pasted, terrible generic sales pitch, but the subject line of the in-mail was apologies in advance. So they were apologizing for sending me a sales pitch, which they then ended up doing anyway. It was a bizarrest thing. So you're kind of apologizing for selling, but then your whole message, there's nothing about me. It was just a pure, cold, heartless sales pitch. But then, oh, but apologies (laughs) in advance in the subject line. It was the most bizarre things like, you know what you're doing. (laughs) I mean, you know, this is bad and yet you're still doing it. So let's look at some of the do's and don'ts that you see on LinkedIn. Yeah, definitely. Um, geez. First of all, I mean, I'm, I'm by no means the, the authority on this. I would definitely, I would definitely say LinkedIn is more for relationships than it is for like not many. I, I, I could be correct. I, I could be corrected. So I'm not going to claim this is Bible, but um, there could like, I have not heard of anyone sending like a Panda doc or a DocuSign through a LinkedIn chat. Like it's a great way to start a conversation and where you can take it, you know, off of LinkedIn and turn it into business. But I don't know too many people that like give their credit card details over LinkedIn or, you know, wire money through, you know, just from LinkedIn. So I would sort of, as far as do's, like do start conversations, do build your network, but also do, you know, keep it as, I'm trying to think of the word, like, this isn't the time to get your aggressive salesperson on. Um, so I would, I would definitely avoid, avoid yeah, pitch slapping someone right out of the gate. Like, don't get me wrong. Like if let's say I had a, I had a tool that was really could be super helpful for you, Daniel. And I believed it to my core. I'm going to talk to you first about your business. Hey, Daniel, like how's the daily sales channel going? Like, are you writing any books? I read your previous one. It was awesome. Do you have any tips for a new salesperson? Da, 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 da. And then you can casually after a conversation be like, by the way, I don't know if this is of interest to you, but like we can do X, Y, Z for you. You know, mm-hmm. are those problems that you're currently, you know, dealing with that is totally fine, but people will connect with like a generic message that says like, Hey, Daniel, would love to be a part of your network. And then you accept them. And then within 10 minutes, you get giant things like, we work with companies just like you. And we are so good at bringing in leads and we're the best lead generating company. It's like, we, 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 me, me, me. I can do all this great stuff. And candidly, people just don't care. So like, as far as do's and don'ts, like do build relationships, have conversations, engage, and don't just go full greasy car salesman and start slapping people around with your, with your pitches. Um, I, I call it autopilot. I think salespeople go into this mode where it's like autopilot need to sell something, pitch, 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 switch that off and just be a human being, just talk to people, have conversations, network, you know, imagine those people were in front of you in real life. Would you really just walk up to them and try and sell them something off the get go? No, you would talk to them. How are you? Where are you from? What, you know, you build a relationship all you're doing is you're doing it online instead of in person. Exactly. Yeah. That's yeah. Essentially. Like I think some people think because it's LinkedIn, 
they forget that it's people on the other side. Like you wouldn't walk into a group of 30 people and just walk up to someone and say, hi, my name's Daniel. And I da 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 da. Like that would be really weird. <laughs> like have, have some conversations go from there. Um, Cause like you might like, I've chatted with people who realistically very quickly, I was like, this person is not good for Dooley, but I had a conversation. I found what they were trying to do. I helped them how I could. And guess what? They then helped me. They're like, you know, I was like, listen, I don't know. Like, do you know anyone that struggles with this? And they're like, oh, maybe I think people on my team might. I'm like, would you introduce me? Like, would that be again? And then boom, then I've got an opportunity because I was a human to someone instead of alternatively how that could have gone is I pitch slap them, wrong person. They're like, no, they either disconnect from me, they block me, or they just ignore me. And it's done <laughs> versus being a person and getting an introduction. So that would be as far as do's and don'ts. I think that's the biggest don't is don't just go around pitch slapping everybody. Um, that's a good moral of the story. That's a very good moral of the story. Don't go around pitch slapping people. Just have conversations. Now, the beauty of building a personal brand is we've got a good profile. We're engaging. We're commenting on posts and over time starting to share our own posts. What we do is we get people to get to know us. And if we do content the right way and, you know, let them buy into us as people, but also into our company, what will happen in time is you start getting inbound leads. Now, what is that like? Because as a salesperson, is there anything more exciting than good inbound leads coming in? Yeah. it And it doesn't take as long as you'd think either, friends. Um I, what does it, what does it feel like? It feels great uh, to, you know, log into LinkedIn in the morning and then be a message from someone from a different time zone and be like, Hey, Daniel, I'd love to introduce you to my VP of sales because we're, you know, we want to look at Dooley and I'm like, yeah, <laughs> like, it was worth it. Um, so it, it's definitely phenomenal. Um, I mean, ironically enough, I don't find that is where a lot of my, I mean, I think we'll, we'll get to this later, but as far as like how, how, how social selling helps me is actually, it helps me in all the other aspects of selling. So as far as like, I, I use it as a way to warm up people. And what I mean by that is, you know, when I make a cold call or send a cold email, it's not cold because it's not, because, because they know who I am. You know, it's not a stranger calling them or it's not a stranger sending them an email. They get an email from Daniel Ryan and they're like, oh, I know that dude from LinkedIn. He's got two kids and he loves snowboarding and he makes jokes at salespeople's expense, which are always true. Uh, so like that sort of, that's sort of um, how I, how I like to use it. And so, cause as I mentioned earlier with that 99 and one, the inbound leads will come from the nine, the people who will engage and not post. I'm really like that, that leaves 90% of people on LinkedIn. And I, I should have looked this up before we started, but there is a, a lot of people on LinkedIn that will never post, never do anything. Um, I remember when this came, became apparent for me was about three or four months into my posting journey. I was starting to get more and more views on my posts and it was far more than the connections I had. I had like, you know, 900 connections, but I was getting 4,000 views on a post. So I was like, huh, like there's a bunch of people that I don't know unless my mom was just sitting, hitting refresh on the post a hundred times. Um, there's a lot of people that are seeing what I'm writing and, you know, seeing my name and my face because my profile picture is right there. 
who I'm not connected to yet. And I was probably getting like eight likes and two comments at the time. I was like, man, I'm doing all this for like not a whole lot of engagement, but 3000, 4,000 people were seeing it. And you know, yes, there's some posts where like, literally I think my post from today is at like 400. So like it, 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 it varies, but that's still a, like, that's a lot of people that have eyes on you and what you're saying. And it, it, it's a good opportunity to kind of warm up your prospects, so to speak. Um, so yeah, that was, I forget what the question was. <laughs> no, no, it was a really solid answer. I think the, the, the key thing here is you are a marketing channel. And as a salesperson, everyone, every individual employee has the potential to build a personal brand. And as a business, you don't have what you used to have, which was one marketing company page. Every single person is a channel that will have an audience that will have the ability to reach beyond that audience. And so, you know, your sort of sphere of influence is infinite in essence. And you're right, just by being present not only are you likely to generate inbound leads but it's also going to have a knock-on effect on everything else so when you make a call when you send an email it's not who is this it's oh, that's daniel ryan actually yeah he posted some good content i want to speak to him more than i want to speak to this salesperson who i have no idea who they are so there's lots of benefits that come from from personal brand building i think we talked about this a bit earlier consistency is probably one of the biggest challenges people have they want to build a personal brand, but doing the you know frequent activity is hard when it's new, it's not a habit for you. What was your journey from not using LinkedIn to suddenly using LinkedIn a lot? And what are some of your tips to help people keep consistent with it? Yeah, it's a really good um, it's a really good point, a good question. Um, I found for me, it was the same for me. Like the the best analogy I have is for anyone who's ever done some sort of physical exercise in their life, you know how like it's always brutal when you start, like going for that first jog, you feel like you're going to die. Your lungs are burning. But then by the fourth or fifth jog, you're, you're like, you're actually running like twice as fast as what you were and you're suffering twice as like, you know, half as much. Um, and so it, it truly is. It's like working out a muscle that you've never worked out before it's like, I remember, <laughs> I remember in the early days, it would take me a week, Daniel, of like writing, editing, rewriting, <laughs> bouncing the idea off of my wife. And before I'd finally hit post and it would, you know, <laughs> and I think learning that a, like people don't care. Like if it's bad content, it's bad content. And no, like, I have never seen a post that I thought that was terrible. And then like <laughs> comments and was like, you're a terrible person. Like stop posting on LinkedIn. Never happened. And so like, just like start posting, like as far as like, like what helped me get into the consistency aspect was like sort of doing a plan of like, um, you know, on Monday I'm going to, do a poll asking a question, not like a stupid poll, like make the letter T like something that's act, like, that's actually, you know, like, Hey everyone, I'm currently struggling with cold calling. What's your favorite opener? You yeah. know, Hey, it's whatever, you know, give three options and then, you know, other write it in the comments or whatever. So that can be day one. Day two is a story that you've learned from outside of work that, you know, impacted you somehow. Day three is 
something that you've learned from a coworker. Day four is posting the results from the poll from day one. And then Friday can be like a you know weekend post, whatever. Leave Saturday, Sunday to not post about it, whatever. And if you just have that sort of structure, you know, okay, what's something that I've learned this week from a coworker, whatever, you know, you know, and so you can start posting it. It's to the point now where literally like, well, my post today, I literally was like, oh, wow, it's 11 o'clock in the morning and I haven't posted yet. I just grabbed my phone and I started just something like it. I just, I, I, I just did it. But like a year ago, I had to plan. Um, one of the things that I've learned, I'd be interested to see if you find this too. I, I found that a lot of people who post who I've become friends with have the same thing is that um, when you sit down to like, when you sit down to write is never when inspiration strikes. So it's really good to have a system of capturing inspiration. Like for instance, my, it might be, um, I am going for a walk with my family and I don't know, I witness someone almost getting an accident at like an intersection and then, you know, it was their fault. They slam the brakes when the other person goes past. And then the person who was at fault gets really angry and flips them off. And, you know, and then I'm like, Oh, I, I literally pull out my phone. I'll have a note in my phone and I'll write like post about person who did the wrong thing and then let it ruin the rest of their day by being angry. Boom. And then I hit, you know, and then I just save it. I, ha I have a note in my phone. Um, and so that then when it's time to post, I can literally go to that like inspiration list and be like, Oh, Oh yeah, I remember that. And then you can just flesh it out. Um, giving yourself a timer is also good. Like I personally will like block time. Um, as far as what I used to do is like, you know, I would give myself 30 minutes from, you know, nine till nine 30 in the morning. I would like, that was when I would write and then hit post. So, you know, I'm posting in the morning. Um, that was one of the things I did. I now, what I even do is I'll find like, I put my girls to bed at night and I'm literally sitting down on the floor in their room between their beds, not talking to them. I'm literally there to say, stay in bed. Don't talk, don't this, which is an awesome time to whip out my phone and start writing posts. And I just have to, you know, Hey, <laughs> get back in your bed, get back in your bed. So I'll often, I, I use a tool called Hootsuite, which is free. And I can, I can pre post up to five posts doing that. So if I have all this inspiration, I literally sit down, look at that list. And I can, while I'm sitting there for an hour, I'm just writing, writing LinkedIn posts and, you know, pre and scheduling that on Hootsuite. So as far as that's sort of like the 12 different tactics that I use <laughs> and try, trying to stay consistent, but uh, definitely I think the, the best thing to do is like where to start is to figure out what you want to talk about. Once you, you know, like what you want to talk about and who you want to talk to, because if you try to be something to everyone, you end up being nothing to everyone. Um, so that is, that is how I would sort of start. So like for me, I want to post to like, I want to talk to salespeople um, and I want to talk because that's who I sell to. So, you know, I want to talk to salespeople and I want to talk to, you know, people that are like travel and like do stuff like that. So that's what I talk about generally or in, in that era. era. But, that's uh, really good, really good advice. And I think whether it's using tools or just, I mean, I'm, I'm the same. I have notes on my phone that I, anytime I have an idea, I jot it down. And then when it comes to a time where I'm struggling, I can go in there. I've got, you know, multiple 
potential ideas that I can go off. I did think when you were saying the uh, the, the hypothetical story of the near crash, I thought you were going say, I get my phone out, take a photo, and then post it. But I'm glad we didn't go down the, uh, the photo route. The storytelling, definitely a safer bet. But really good advice. And actually, I think a lot of people are uh, echoing around the, the planning ideas. So hopefully everyone's going to go away after watching this LinkedIn Live, and they're going to think, okay, brainstorm some ideas, write it down. And then before you know it, you've got a week, two weeks, a month's worth of content that you can then continue to sort of tap into, which I think is great. Um, we're building a personal brand. We're being active. We're commenting. We've got a great profile. We're coming up with ideas for, for content. For all the salespeople watching this, we're doing that. That's sort of half of the picture. We also want to sell. Close business. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're here for. So what are some of your sort of tips and experiences around how you use LinkedIn for prospecting? How you, we, we, you know, we've talked a bit about inbound stuff and how we can generate inbound, but looking at sales, what are some of your tips around LinkedIn prospecting? Yes. I mean, I use LinkedIn prospecting all the time. Like, going onto company sites and using insights and things like that. Like it's a really great way to kind of see what's happening in the company as far as like how much are they hiring? How much is the team growing or shrinking? You know, have they just raised money? All that sort of information is really helpful, helpful for prospecting. Um, how I, I guess we could should take a step back as far as so like why I post and why I do all of this. It's sort of a part of my whole, um, strategy in sales um and it's the goal is for close one business at the end of the day right um it also there's a couple of byproducts i should talk about one is my writing has improved drastically and the better you can write that's means you know, I'm, I'm, I'm better at storytelling as far as on demos now i'm better at crafting good copy in you know in emails and all that fun stuff um but uh as far as you know, like you mentioned, the main goal is to sell some stuff. And so I sort of have my own, it's kind of like my own ABM campaign, really. <laughs> um, what I'll do is I will plan who I want to reach out to in the future. So for instance, right now I am adding people on LinkedIn and connecting with people with zero agenda for now. But in three to four months time, my goal is to start prospecting them. And so the reason why I'm doing that, if we rewind even further, I remember sitting there being like, I want people to answer my emails and book a demo with me, right? So like in order to book a demo, I need them to answer the email. In order for them to answer the email, then I need to ask them a good question that gets them to start a conversation. In order to get to that question, they need to read the email. In order to read the email, they need to open the email. So I started with that. Like I need to get people to open my email. And so, you know, there's been that whole battle on LinkedIn all the time of like subject line and preview text, right? Like we've all heard that, uh, you know, a whole bunch, make sure you optimize it and all that stuff. But one day, this was literally a shower thought I was sitting in the shower. Well, not sitting, I was standing in the shower. And all of a sudden um, it dawned on me that I don't check subject line and preview text first. And I check who the email's from. And I was like, I wonder if I'm just weird or if this is pretty common. So I, w I went around and I asked a bunch of people. I even on our last webinar, I think I asked you this. I was like, what's the first thing you check when you check email? It's like, well, I check who it's from. So I was like, bingo. How can I, you know, how can I get people who I've never met <laughs> to recognize my name? And so that is like that 
sort of epiphany was where I, why I started posting on LinkedIn. And there's been a hundred other benefits and of building a social brand. But as far as social selling, my goal is simply, I do all of this just so that when I do my outreach, it's not cold. It's, oh, I know that guy. So I'm adding people, I'm following their company, I'm liking their company's posts so that I am appearing on their feed and they see Daniel Ryan, they see, you know, this guy with his weird background smiling. And then when I, when they get an email from me with the same picture, you know, and the same name and me trying to, you know, talk to relevant business stuff, they click on the email. Hopefully I've, you know, because of writing and getting better at copy, my email is good enough that they read the whole thing. My call to action is good enough that they respond and then we can, you know, book a meeting and I've, I've filled my pipeline with a good opportunity. So that is sort of my whole LinkedIn strategy is looking into the future of who I want to add, posting consistently, engaging with them where possible. Um, ironically enough, where it's, um, I remember when I first, as a BDR, I first decided to test this theory and I picked 50 accounts for December. I think I started in September. By the time I got to December, I'd already booked meetings with 17 or eight, and no, it was 18 of the 50 I'd already booked meetings with. Wow. So, and that was without actually putting, uh, without sending an email or making a phone call just by being active on LinkedIn. And then the other, I, th- I think I'd, I'd, I'd actually have to go back and look in my, in Salesforce, but I think after then doing a campaign of the 50, I ended up booking meetings with like 35 to 40 of oh, the yeah. 50. And that blew me away. And so like, I've, I've been a huge, a huge, um, <laughs> this is what I'm going to, this is what I'm going to stick to ever since. Um, but, uh, but yeah, does that answer your question, my friend? It does. And I think what's been great is that through all of this, your answers are just giving so much value and we've ended up covering so much more in this conversation, uh, than I think we ever planned to, I think to finish this off, I think we've covered so much. We've talked about profiles, building your brand, engaging, sharing content, you know, effective ways to create outbound conversations, one thing I think that will work really well, just a sort of a, a final point to discuss quickly is it's 2022. LinkedIn changes every year, new features, new platforms, the algorithm changes. What are some of your observations on what's been working well this year? What can everyone watching this, their teams, their companies do uh, this year that you think is working better than it has done before? I think video has really, like LinkedIn seems to be pushing video. I know it used to be, text was the best, but video and images are starting to be sort of, I feel like favored more. So like a lot of people will use that to that. Cause like, you know, some people, they might be in a meeting when they're scrolling LinkedIn, hence why a video wasn't always, um, wasn't always favored, but by having captions, they can watch it on mute <laughs> or <laughs> writing the post you wanted to write with a video attached to it. Maybe if you reading it out and you know, giving some more color to it, but you can still like, I found that LinkedIn's been pushing those two mediums pretty feels like heavier than usual um, compared to, compared to my, my other posts. I also feel like this is what I've noticed this in the last week and a half. And I've chatted with a few friends who post regularly and they said they've noticed the same thing is that it used to be like the peak optimum time to post was like in the morning. So like, you know, it makes sense. People are starting their day to jump on LinkedIn before they dive into meetings or whatever. But mm-hmm. I've found these last few, these last week, 
give you an example. I, I, I posted at 10 p.m. on a Sunday night. <laughs> just for like shits and giggles, I was like, I'm going to post at 10 p.m. And it wasn't even a – well, it was kind of – it was basically giving a heads up to give some context. Um, ice hockey, hockey, NHL, it's, it's the playoffs right now. And there's this one particular team called the Toronto Maple Leafs who for the last like 18 years haven't made it past the first round. And they on, – on Saturday or Sunday, they lost in game seven, like out of the series – they were they were three all. They were actually up three two, and then they let the other team win two games in a row to to knock them out. And so I just, as a joke, at ten pm, and I was like, "Hey, you know, hey sellers, just a heads up. If you're prospecting someone from Toronto for the next week, do not ask them how their weekend went. <laughs> right? Literally, just just a joke, just like a tip, whatever. And it when I woke up the next day, like I did it in bed and then fell asleep at like ten or eleven o'clock at night. I woke up the next morning. And it had 8,000 views and like 50 comments versus the classic morning posts of late. I've done three posts in the morning in between like, I usually schedule it sort of somewhere between eight and 9 AM Eastern standard time. Um, are sitting like less than a thousand views. And so, I mean, looks, it could be because I'm writing terrible content. (laughs) Um, but I found it kind of interesting that it's been, it used to be, if I posted at that time, I was getting four five, six, seven thousand views at every post. Um, versus now I found like posting in the evening or posting, you know, at times that previously I would never have thought would have done well, um, is, is, is doing well. Um, so experimenting with when you post, I would say would be another good thing was, would be another change. Cause I've just, yeah, it's just, it's just, it's just felt a little different. Um, those would be my two main tips. Um, and then finally I would say if you're consistently giving, mm-hmm. um, it's okay to ask every now and then. Yeah, yeah. So like I don't do it all the time, but I remember I was really close to hitting quota in one of my earlier months at Dooley. I think it was in October I was like two meetings off hitting quota and it was like three days left. And I literally at like three o'clock on a Thursday afternoon posted, Hey everyone, you know, I'm so close to hitting my goal. I was just curious if anyone knows anyone who's struggling with Salesforce and updating Salesforce. And um, you know, if this is you or if, if, if it's someone, you know, who's ever complained about Salesforce before hit me up would love to chat and I just hit post boom. And then, and then I was like, anyway, back to cold calling or anyway, back to writing personalized emails, whatever hit, hit post went back to it. Literally. It was like, it was like a thought. I think I might've like gone and peed and just like thought about it while peeing and came back. Right. Post it, closed LinkedIn, went on to it. That post as it stands today has resulted, it resulted in 18 booked meetings and wow. of the 18 book meetings, we now have four new logos. That's amazing. So like, it's okay to ask every now and then. I will say if every month you're like, hey, I'm close to quota. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people will soon tire of it. People but- will soon be like, yeah, like nobody. But like people, you know, they want, you know, I like, I think I said, I was like, hey, it's like month two, I'm really close to quota. And people like, people are empathetic. People are like, man, like, that was me before like, Hey dude, I'll take a meeting. I literally had someone was like, yeah, I'll take a meeting with you. You know, I'll take a meeting with you, buddy. And then jumped on the meeting. He's like, damn, 
this is awesome. Introed me to his manager. I connected the manager and the AE and like a month later they had purchased Dooley. So it's definitely like you can sell on LinkedIn too, but it's don't be so like abrupt about it. You can just, just be a person. <laughs> just be real. I think that's probably the, the, the core message throughout this entire LinkedIn live is just be a human being and through your content, through your messages, you know, don't, overthink things don't try and be a salesperson just be you because people buy from people and when you build a personal brand they get to know you and that is the most powerful sales tool i think any salesperson has um which is just incredible and daniel your tips once again have been inspirational so we're at 45 minutes now i want to say a huge thank you to everyone who's been watching with us and obviously everyone who watches the the recording as it sits on the feed and a huge thank you uh, thank you to you daniel if you if anyone here is not following daniel ryan go and follow him because you've already heard plenty of examples his content is good and at the end of the month maybe he might ask for a favor you never know <laughs> absolutely this is great. So Anthony Miller in the chat, he said, I responded to that. So someone who responded to that post is here. <laughs> Thank you, Anthony. You made a very happy SDR back in, back in September or October last year. And proved a point in this session today, talking about the impact of, of personal branding content and ultimately social selling. Daniel, Phenomenal. As always, you are a living legend. Uh, everyone go and follow Daniel. I am sure we will get you back soon to dig into some more LinkedIn and sales topics. But thank you for spending some time with us today and sharing such incredible knowledge. Uh, so to everyone, go follow Daniel. Go check out Dooley because Dooley is absolutely awesome. And we look forward to hopefully seeing you all again very soon. Awesome. Thank you so much, Daniel, for having me. Thanks so much, everyone, for giving us your time. Truly do appreciate it. Hopefully you got something out of it. Thanks for listening to the Revenue Playbook. For more sales playbooks, head over to dooley.ai.